0: us. I don't feel at all well.
1: I'm not surprised. Unshielded temporal transference is not the most comfortable way to travel.
0: So that's what we've been doing.
1: With the collapse of the time bubble, we were cast adrift in time. Fortunately, we seem to have anchored ourselves. Come on, deep breaths. Anchored ourselves? To what? what? I don't know. A particular space-time event, perhaps? Where are we, do you think? It's so dark. Well, judging by the acoustics, inside a large stone wall building. Hold on, got some matches somewhere. Here we are. <gasps> oh! <laughs> it's only Sir Justin Nyssa, or rather his statue.
0: So we're still in Stockbridge. The journey has not ended here, for his spirit claimed. By Deathknell's chime lies waiting still. To
1: cross once more a sea of stars and sail the tides of time.
0: It's an odd inscription. What do you think it refers to?
1: The dust of ages. Speaking of which, someone ought to give this place a once-over with a damp cloth.
0: It is rather grimy, isn't it? Not to mention freezing cold. I thought churches were supposed to be joyous places, full of worship and singing.
1: That's just on Sundays. The ambient temperature can be accredited to the fact it's winter.
0: How do you know?
1: There's snow on the windows. I wonder which particular shore our tide of time has washed us up on.
0: Don't Time Lords have an instinct for temporal placement?
1: Whatever gave you that idea? This particular Time Lord prefers to form his own conclusions the old-fashioned way, by assessing the available evidence. Or better still by asking someone. What's that? Perhaps the neighbourhood spirits took your comment about worship and singing to heart.
0: Hmm. It's more likely a recording of some sort. But for what reason?
1: Supplement the congregation? I doubt we'll find the answer here, or the TARDIS for that matter. Come on. Ah, sweet, smiling village, loveliest of the lawn. Thy sports are fled, and all thy charms withdrawn.
0: Very nice, Doctor, but this is hardly the time for poetry. Much as I hate to complain, the snow's blowing in my eyes, and I'm not exactly dressed for blizzard conditions. I know how fond of Stockbridge you are, but the sooner we find the TARDIS and leave, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Hmm? You do think the TARDIS is still here? Well,
1: I hope so. Let's head for the High Street and ask around. If nothing else, at least we'll be assured of a warm welcome in the Green Dragon. That's odd.
0: There's no one here.
1: Hello? Anyone about?
0: Doctor, look. Half-finished drinks.
1: An uncompleted game of some sort. Dominoes, and look, coats on the backs of chairs, a walking stick propped against a table. This doesn't bode well, Nissa.
0: You don't think that as the time vortex spat us out, these people were
1: dragged in? It's a worrying possibility.
0: Perhaps the singing we heard in the church was just an echo of their last moments.
2: Good (gasps) evening! Awful weather, isn't it? Oh, but I've... Are you all right, dear? You look as white as...
1: uh... Cheese?
2: I beg your pardon, dear? As
1: white as cheese. It's a simile. Uh, Yes, dear, I'm sure. Awful weather, isn't it? Ah, yes. Where is everybody? Everybody? Your customers.
3: Oh,
2: they must have popped out. Quick perambulation round the... uh... The... Awful weather, isn't it? What can I get you? Ginger beer for me, Nyssa? Just water, thank you. Right you are, my dears. And how about something to eat? I have some lovely hot pot.
1: Thank you, yes, very warming on such a cold night. Excuse me, do you mind if I ask a question? Ask away, dear. You are Mrs Withers, aren't you? Indeed I am,
2: dear, for my sins, Mrs Marjorie Withers.
1: Marjorie? Not Alice?
2: Alice was my sister. Dear Alice.
1: Marjorie, I remember now. Marjorie, what year is this? Mrs Withers?
2: Awful weather, isn't it? I'll get you that hot pot.
1: What's wrong with her, Doctor? Selective memory loss caused by a recent trauma. Some kind of mental conditioning. How old would you say she is, Nyssa? Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, I don't know. 60, perhaps?
1: When I last stayed here in 1982, if memory serves, Mrs. Withers was in her 70s, which ought to make this the mid-1960s.
0: My knowledge of Earth technology isn't perfect, Doctor, but isn't that unlikely?
1: Not unlikely. Impossible. That's a touchscreen till behind the bar, and the dartboard has an electronic score sheet. If not for Mrs. Withers, I'd say this was the early 21st century. So what does all this mean, Doctor? I'm not sure yet.
2: Here we are, my dears. Settle yourselves down by the fire.
1: Thank you, Mrs. Withers. It all looks most, um, appetising. Oh, there's
2: plenty more if you're hungry. Awful weather, isn't it?
0: Mm. (laughs) Mmm. Doctor, this food's rotten, and the bread's covered in mould.
1: Even my ginger beer's flat. Time to pay up and be on our way. Come along, Miss. I think we need to cast our net a little further afield.
0: Go outside again, you mean?
1: Well, unless you'd rather stay for dessert. Uh,
0: No, thank
1: you. I hope 50 pounds was enough.
0: Well, how should I know? I find Earth currency utterly baffling. It seems to vary both from place to place and from time to time. So, what are we looking for now, Doctor. The TARDIS, or an explanation for what's happening here?
1: Well, either would be welcome. The important thing is to keep an open mind.
0: I think I'd find it easier to do that if I'd had the opportunity to dress for these conditions. I never
1: matter, Nyssa. Think warm thoughts.
0: Thank you, Doctor. That's so helpful. Doctor?
1: I hear it, Nyssa. Where is it? I can't see anything. More sound effects, that's all. The snow's so thick that the carriage would barely make a sound in these conditions.
0: Are you all right, Missa? A little shaky, though I've yet to decide whether that's due to cold or fear. Yet more
1: sound effects. Not this time. Look above us, Nissa. On the roofs and the telephone wires. There's hundreds of them. Carrion crows, said to be harbingers of doom.
0: Look out, Doctor!
1: Uh, 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 it was rather too close for comfort.
0: Why would it attack you like that? I'm
1: not sure. Crows are scavengers by nature, and although they do sometimes supplement their diet with live flesh, they don't generally prey on anything much larger than field mice.
0: That one was obviously an exception.
1: Not so much of one, I fear. Look, this... What are they doing? Massing for attack. Here they come. Run this up! Where? Oh. Let's try this cottage! Quickly, doctor. In here!
0: Oh, you're quite the housebreaker, Doctor.
1: Little trick I picked up from the great Omani. Now, I wonder what made the crows behave like that.
0: Perhaps they were just hungry? Unable to find food?
1: No, it wasn't that. They didn't attack us for one thing.
0: Didn't attack? What do you How think... How many in-
1: times did they peck you, Nissa?
0: Well, none. But only because I fought them off.
1: You think so? Their reactions are quicker than yours. And their beaks are razor sharp. If they wanted to draw blood, they would certainly have done so.
0: So what were they doing? Not
1: sure. Assessing us, warning us, deliberately impeding our progress.
0: Are they really that intelligent?
1: Not ordinarily. Interesting, isn't it?
0: So what do we do now?
1: Consider our options. Let's try through here.
0: This place is completely empty.
1: And has been for some time, judging by the dust. I'm guessing this leads to the kitchen.
0: Oh, goodness.
1: Fascinating. And the hounds of spring are on winter's traces.
0: Are we really looking out onto a spring day, Doctor? It's not an illusion?
1: If it is, it's a convincing one. I'm more inclined to believe this anomaly is temporal rather than psychological.
0: Do you think it's safe to go outside?
1: I don't see why not. Just keep an eye out for the crows.
0: Look, Doctor. You can still see patches of melting snow here and there.
1: An instant thaw followed by an artificially induced spring. Impressive technology.
0: Technology? You don't think this could be a natural phenomenon? A freak result of climate change, for instance?
1: Five minutes ago, those trees were bare. Now they're laden with blossom, and look there, Nyssa, bluebells. Is that significant? It means this is April or May, and while spring snowfalls are not uncommon, there's still a definite nip in the air. would need be considerably hotter than this to affect such a rapid thaw.
0: So, what is going on here, Doctor?
1: Well, a cricket match for one thing, a little early in the year perhaps, but a surer sign of civilization would be impossible to find. Come along, Nissa. The village green is this way. Here we are. Look, Nissa, there's even a tea tent. I'll treat you to a macaroon.
0: Don't become too complacent, Doctor. Your Harbingens of Doom are still overhead, hmm?
1: Those awful crows! Dozens of them! Oh, don't mind them. They seem to have lost interest in this for the time being. Oh, good shot! Well hit! Doctor,
0: hmm? Shouldn't we be asking about the TARDIS?
1: Ah, <sighs> you're quite right. I'll make a few discreet inquiries, starting with this fellow. <clears throat>
0: Excuse me. Perhaps he's deaf, Doctor. He is rather an old gentleman.
1: Excuse me. I I don't suppose you've seen a, a tall blue box around here. Blue box about so high. Says police above the door. I don't think he understands me, sir. He's looking at me rather strangely.
0: Something's happening, doctor. What? The cricketers. They've stopped their game, and they're heading towards us.
1: Hello there. Please, uh, carry on. Don't mind us.
0: They're all coming this way.
1: I don't like this, Doctor. Get ready to retreat, Missa. Back the way we came. Doctor, what's that? It's a passenger shuttle. Spacecraft. Alien? No, look at the insignia. It's from Earth. A woman from the
0: 1960s, weather-altering technology, spaceships. What's happening here, Doctor? I'm
1: beginning to wonder. I'll ask one of the cricketers.
0: You don't think they're hostile?
1: There's no indication of it. They're ignoring us. Excuse me. I I say, excuse me. What? Would you mind telling me, who's in the shuttle? Visitors. And what visitors might those be? Visitors. Come every day. Set Monday. I see. And where do the visitors come from? Outside.
0: Doctor, the shuttle's powering down. It's landing on the village green.
1: And here's the welcoming committee.
0: That's not a 21st century vehicle either, is it?
1: No, it's a skimmer. It's developed around the 40th. Come on, Nissa, let's introduce ourselves. Is that wise, Doctor? We won't know until we do it,
4: will we? Great visitors. I remember when we used to get eight full shuttles a day.
3: That- Trust's fault, Dad. If they didn't keep cutting our budget, we'd still be pulling in the
4: punters. Ah, but that doesn't alter the fact that they'll still blame us. They're just looking for an excuse to close us down. Good morning.
1: Or is it afternoon? Time just seems to fly here. Yeah. Uh,
4: who in creation are you? I'm the doctor, and this is my friend, Nissa. That's as may be, but who are you?
0: We're visitors. Like the people in the shuttle? Visitors. But that's impossible.
4: How did you get here?
0: I'm afraid that's a little hard to explain.
4: You need a level one security code to gain access to the bubble. Oh, hang on. I've I've rumbled you. You're trust inspectors, aren't you? You've been sent to make a, what do they call it, an assessment of our profitability. Is it really that obvious? I've been dreading this day. I knew it was bound to come sooner or later, of course. But tell me up front, no mucking about. Are you here to close us down? Not necessarily. Maybe we ought to introduce ourselves
3: before we start peppering you with questions. I'm Lisette Barclay and this is my dad, Isaac. But you probably know that already.
1: We know a great deal less than you might think, Miss Barclay. We've been um, thrown in at the deep end, you might say.
3: We arrived in a blizzard. Ah, that'll be the winter quarter. We have four seasons in one day here. Back in the old days, we had snowball fights, a Christmas service in the church, mulled wine in the pub. Now the visitors tend to leave in the autumn quarter, and the rest of us just stay indoors, batten down the hatches. We went to the pub. It did look as though everyone had left in rather a hurry. Stage dressing. We leave the pub like that for the summer lunchtime session. It saves time. You out there! Are you going to keep us in this
1: tin can all day? Excuse us, duty calls. Of course, pretend we aren't here. We'll just observe.
3: Let me just put the numbers in. There you go. What did
0: Mr Barkley mean about getting access to the bubble, Doctor?
1: Environment bubble. I assume we're inside one, which must put us somewhere beyond the critical age.
0: Critical age.
1: By the 45th century, solar flare activity was so extreme that over 95% of the Earth's surface had become uninhabitable. Not that it really mattered. Humankind had been colonizing other planets for centuries by then. Hardly anyone lived on the home
4: world anymore.
0: So this is what? The last outpost of civilization? Something
4: like that. Madam uh, gentlemen, welcome to Stockbridge. I trust you had a pleasant flight.
5: <laughs> Nearly adequate.
4: I've never endured such a
3: tortuous or torturous experience my poor back feels as though it's been forced
6: through a fusion grinder. Oh, well, I'm very Plus, sorry the aircon uh... howled like a banshee and the food was appalling. It wasn't that bad, dear. Some of us,
3: Vincent, expect basic catering standards for our hard-earned credits. My linguine tasted like the floor scrapings of a containment dome.
6: My fish was very nice. And as for dessert...
5: I, too, found the in-flight sustenance to be lacking in the correct nutrient levels required to sustain comfort. Who's the purple
0: gentleman with the tentacles, Doctor?
1: He's a lucerian, very scholarly race, blunt and humorless, but essentially non-aggressive.
4: Uh, <coughs> Madam, uh, gentlemen, I'm very sorry for the uh, less-than-ideal start to your day... Uh, my name is Isaac Barclay, and I'm the coordinator here at the Stockbridge Heritage Experience. As you know, Stockbridge is one of the only three such remaining sites in the entire Northern Hemisphere. Here we can offer you, all oh, the long-lost delights of a real English village, beautifully preserved. But uh, before I blather on for too long, I'll hand you over to my daughter, Lisette, who'll be showing you round and answering your questions today. I hope you have a wonderful time and come to love Stockbridge as much as we do. <laughs> Thank you very much.
6: Oh, uh, <clears throat>
3: Hello, everyone. Before we start, I need to confirm a few particulars. According to my datapad, this party should consist of Professor Rinkso Jabbery of the Lucerian Unity.
5: Present.
3: And Mr and Mrs Vincent Linfoot of New Cheadle Satellite 94. Present. Obviously. Excellent. If I could just scan your ID chips...
4: Oh, is mm, A little down, I'm afraid. Evidently, history isn't what it used to be. <sighs> Can I be blunt, Doctor? By all means. The truth is, we work our socks off here, but we just don't get the support and funding from your lot that we need, and frankly, deserve. Look around you, Doctor. Not only is this a valuable historical resource, it's a beautiful place. There's no way like Stockbridge in the entire universe. And it would be an absolute, unparalleled tragedy if we were to lose it. I quite agree. You do? Oh,
1: yes. And believe me, Mr Barclay, if there's anything we can do to help keep Stockbridge up and running, we'll do it. Won't
4: we, Nyssa? Er,
0: yes. Absolutely.
4: Well, Well, that's very gratifying to hear, Doctor. So, tell me, Mr Barclay. Oh, Isaac. Call me Isaac. Even better. Tell me, Isaac... How many of you run this place? Well, to be honest with you, that's one of the reasons why we're falling to rack and ruin since the cutbacks. They've only been the three of us, myself, Lisette, and, uh, well, our tech, Dobson. Don't the villagers help? Oh, <laughs> very droll. Oh, I like that. The villagers. <laughs>
0: well, don't they?
4: Oh, blimey, they really did throw you in at the deep end, didn't they? Did they uh, give you data packs? I'm afraid not. The villagers are nth generation clones. Most of them can barely function as human beings anymore. You see, the more we dip into the same gene pool, the more it degrades. Lifespans get shorter, well, with each generation.
1: And does that apply to the animal life too? The crows, for example? The crows? Yes, we were
0: attacked by a flock of crows earlier.
4: Attacked? Really? Really? Well, that shouldn't happen. The birds and animals are all owls. Owls? <laughs> now, I know you're teasing me. Owls, artificial life forms, as you very well know. Well, I'll have to get Dobson to look at the inhibitor grid. If he's not too busy. Problem is, as soon as one thing gets fixed, another goes on the blink.
0: Have any of your problems here involved time, Mr. B... Isaac? How do you mean? Time. Well, it's just that when we arrived we heard sounds. A part of a Christmas carol, a carriage rattling over cobbles. We wondered whether it was caused by some sort of time distortion, the past invading the <laughs> present. <laughs>
4: You're talking about ghosts. Well,
0: uh, not exactly.
1: (laughs) It was rather an unsettling experience.
0: Uh,
4: Yes, I'm sure it was. Forgive me, it's just that... Well, there's a simple explanation for what you heard.
0: I'd very much like to hear it.
4: (laughs) Well, we have a sound archive in Stockbridge. Lisette uses the recordings to give her guided tours a bit of uh, oomph. Unfortunately, like everything else around here, the audio systems on the blink... Random sounds leak through at odd intervals. It's just something else to add to Dobson's ever-expanding list. There you are, Nyssa. Sound effects, as we thought.
6: Hmm.
3: Right, Dad, we're ready to move out. That Mrs Linfoot's going to be a bundle of laughs. She complains about everything. Don't suppose you'd like to come along, would you, Nyssa? See the
1: set-up? I could do with the moral support.
0: Well, I... Yes,
1: why don't you, Nyssa? You could keep an eye out for um, anything interesting.
0: (sighs) All right. What are you
3: going to do?
1: I'd rather like to see the environment system, if Isaac doesn't mind showing me. No, Doctor,
4: my pleasure. Right then, we'll leave you to it. See you later. Cheerio, love. Oh, and, uh, don't take any nonsense from that old bat.
3: <laughs> I won't. You ready, Nyssa? Yes. Doctor, Mr Barclay.
4: See you later, miss. Yes, have fun.
3: Right then, Madam, gentlemen, our first stop will be the church, the spire of which you can see poking above the rooftops over there. As we head towards it i 'll draw your attention to points of interest, starting with the village green to your left. The green is regarded as the focal point of the community and has been the site of many significant events over the years. A local legend tells of a 12th century battle between demons and holy men, which apparently resulted in the destruction of Stockbridge castle,
7: an event that was reenacted annually until
1: the It appears the clouds are gathering, Isaac. Has a spring shower been programmed in for the purposes of authenticity? No, Doctor.
4: The environment receptors must be on the brink again. I'll call Dobson and wait for him in the uh, local environment station. It's only on the other side of the green there. In the bakery? (laughs) The window displays a hologram projected onto a transparent resin screen wouldn't do to have a visible E.S. stuck in the middle of the village, would it? It'd uh, spoil the illusion of oldie worldly charm. I suppose you're right. A bit of the display's not real, though. I'm rather partial to a jam tart.
3: The narrow lane on the right there was once known locally as Witches' Run. It leads to a pond where it was claimed so-called witches in the 16th century were subjected to an ordeal known as Trial by Water. This involved the accused being bound, hand and foot, and thrown into the pond. If he or she sank and drowned, and they invariably did, they were considered to be innocent, whereas if they floated they were thought to be guilty and were subsequently put to death.
5: How fascinating! Fascinating my foot! It's utterly vile! And yet another example of the inherent foolishness of your species. Oh, do please
3: examine the water-pump over there. The iron was cast in the village Smithy, which we'll be seeing shortly. Inherent foolishness? In creation's name, you don't
5: honestly think we're still like that, do you? You're the fool if you can't see how we've evolved. And yet you continually fail to learn the lessons of your past. You lurch from one environmental calamity to another. Take the parlour... That's odd.
3: What is? That bank of black cloud hanging over the green. It shouldn't be there? No.
5: I
0: see what you mean. It looks almost solid. Manufactured.
3: Oh well, I'm sure it's just a glitch. Dobson'll sort it out. And hopefully before her ladyship concludes that bad weather constitutes a breach of contract and decides to sue us. Now, if you'd care to move down here, there's something fascinating I'd like you all to have a look at.
4: Er, thanks, Dobson. Over and out. Uh, Tech's a bit busy at the moment. He'll be here as soon as he can. So, what do you think of our environment system, Doctor? Intriguing.
1: I presume this is the climatic phasing adjunct to the main manipulator controls.
4: Well, if you say so, I'm not a tech. You seem a bit of an expert, though. Oh, I dabble.
1: Certainly enough to know that the technological expertise required to implement a phasing system of this complexity is, well, frankly, mind-boggling. The compatibility linkage alone is... Are you sure you haven't had help with this? Help? Alien help, Isaac. This is incredibly advanced technology. Oh, this was all installed before I arrived. Hmm. Mind if I have a poke around inside, see what's what. I might even be able to pinpoint the source of your cloud problem for Uh, you.
4: Better not. No disrespect, Doctor, but only an authorised tech is allowed to access the system. It's a trust directive. Is
1: it? Well, I hope your man arrives soon or your summer season is likely to be a washout. In fact, yes, I do believe the first spot's already starting to fall.
4: <laughs> Look at those damn silly villagers raising their hands to the skies as if as if they'd never seen rain before. <laughs> Clowns. Oh. What is it? Look outside. In creation's name? The- They're writhing, collapsing. It it must be something in the rain. It's burning them like acid.
1: But Nyssa and Lizette are out there. But Nissa and Lizette are out there. Do you have a comms link to Lizette? Oh, look at them. Isaac, a comms link. Hurry, man.
4: What? Oh, uh, yes, I... I oh, damn, blast the links down.
1: The adverse weather conditions, no doubt.
4: Doctor, it's it's one of the clones. What shall we do? Open the door, Isaac. Now, do you think that's wise? Look at the state of them out there. First they collapsed, and now they're all getting up again.
1: Like the walking dead. Certainly their intent does seem murderous. Yeah, and most of them
4: are coming this way. Nevertheless,
1: Isaac, we can't leave them outside to suffer. They need to get out of that rain.
4: Do they? Well, there are other buildings they could head for, Doctor, if all they want is shelter. What's so special about this one? We're in it. They need our help. But how do they know we're in here? You're forgetting the holographic screen, Doctor. All they can see is an empty bakery. And yet, they're headed this way. It's like the consensus... I take your point, Isaac, but even so, I'd very much like to
1: find out precisely what effect the rain is having on them. We'll let one of them in. Then, once we've made an
4: assessment, we'll decide on the rest. Okay, boom. We'd better move quickly. They're converging on us. You open the door. I'll grab whoever's knocking. Uh, you better put these gloves on, Doctor. Let's not risk getting that rain on your hands. Thank you, Isaac. Benny. Oh, as I'll ever be. Open the door.
7: Now! (laughs)
4: I've got her! Close the door, Isaac! God, Mrs. Starnley from the post
7: office.
6: In
4: creation's name. Her eyes are completely black. She, just, she looks like she's been dead for days. I'd appreciate some help to subdue her. She's remarkably lively for a corpse. Oh, I'm sorry. Just hang on. Let's sit her down, Doctor. I'll, I'll wrap this environment suit round her. I could oh, tie it together at
7: the back. Oh,
4: there we go.
1: By heck, she's stronger than she looks. I rather think she's no longer herself. She's been controlled by whatever's in that rain. Oh, what do you think it is, Doctor? No idea. Something absorbed through the skin? I'll know more once I've
4: analyzed her. What with? This is an environment station, not a medical lab. Well, we'll just have to make the best of what we've got. But but where's it come from, this acid
1: rain? Outside, Isaac. Outside the protective bubble. You think somebody's targeted stuff, Ray? Yes, I do. What is it about this place that attracts
4: such trouble? They're finding their feet getting stronger and faster. How sturdy is that door, Isaac? Well, it's solid oak knock for it's stood for centuries. And the windows reinforce resin. tougher than steel. Maybe the door's not quite as strong as I thought.
1: Stand to fortify defenses, Isaac! Give me a hand with this
7: workbench! Oh.
3: Is it just me, or is that cloud
0: starting to move this way? It's not just you. It's expanding slowly, growing outwards from its central point above the village green. With the rain falling vertically beneath it, it looks... No. What were you going to say? I was going to say that those bars of rain make it look as though a giant cage is moving towards us. Mm, What
3: a creepy idea. I've never seen anything like it before. I hope they manage to sort it out or it'll be something else for the old dragon to moan about. We're not supposed to get rain until the autumn quarter.
5: What are these markers? Speak clearly into the data recorder.
3: Oh, they're uh, tombstones, Professor Jabbery.
5: Mm, Explain their purpose.
3: They mark the final resting places of the dead. They provide a focus for mourning and remembrance.
5: Your species buries its dead beneath these markers? Well, yes, at least they used to. That is a waste of resources. On loose area, we reabsorb our dead. They provide welcome sustenance. You should do this. Thanks.
3: We'll bear it in mind. We most certainly will not.
5: I've never... Heard anything so barbaric? Your opinion is unnecessarily emotional. This is typical of your species. Stellian galaxy dwellers have a predilection for unproductive activity and pointless discourse. I will now record my observations on the interior of this primitive structure. Insufferable creature.
3: We must allow for cultural differences, Mrs. Linfoot. Must we? If I want your ill-informed opinion, child, I'll ask for it. Well, you'll have to ask nicely if Don't interrupt me when I'm speaking. Your insolence is second only to your lack of consideration. Lack of consideration? I don't... If you think ignorance is a defence child, you are much mistaken. My husband is elderly and infirm. I wouldn't describe Mr... And yet you have made no allowances whatsoever for this. You insist on setting off at a blistering pace with no thought as to how poor Vincent is expected to keep up.
0: Hardly blistering, Mrs Linford. Besides, I can see Mr Linford at the gate now. He looks perfectly fine.
3: He's evidently exhausted. Well, he doesn't look it to me. Mr Linford... I'm sorry for leaving you
6: behind. Leaving me be No, oh, no, no. Not a bit of it, my dear. Entirely my own fault. I was distracted by the memorial, you see. It's You a most- always have to play the martyr, don't you, Vincent? Martyr? Well,
3: no, I don't My think husband I- is here for a specific purpose. Not that he would dream of mentioning it, of course.
6: Actually, I was
3: just He's about searching what- for genealogical evidence, and would therefore like some time to look around the churchyard. I trust that can be accommodated. Or do you intend to whisk us off elsewhere before we've barely had time to catch our breath? No. I I mean, yes, of course. Take all the time you need,
6: Mr. Linfoot. Thank you, my dear.
3: So your family was originally from Stockbridge?
6: Indeed, yes. I've traced my lineage back several hundred generations. It's been a long-held ambition of mine to travel to the land of my forefathers. And don't I know it. He's prattled on about it for years.
3: I only agreed to come to this godforsaken hole in the hope that it would shut him up. Well, I hope you find what you're looking for, Mr Linfoot. The oldest graves are the ones to the left there. Ah,
6: thank you. Then that's where I'll start.
3: (laughs) Aren't you joining your husband, Mrs Linfoot? Grub around in the dirt? Certainly not. I'm going to find somewhere cool and quiet to sit down. Then I suggest we join Professor Jabbery inside the church. I think you'll find the interior architecture extremely interesting. St Justinian's dates back to the 11th century. And Save many the-, the lecture for someone who cares, child. What a dreadful woman. Oh, you meet all sorts in this job. How does Mr Linfoot put up with her? He must have the patience of a saint. Happy hunting, Mr Linfoot. We'll be inside if you need us. Thank you, Oh, come on, Nyssa. Time to see if the church can instil a sense of peace in Mrs. Linfoot. Nyssa?
0: Sorry. I was just thinking about the doctor and your father. I hope they're all right underneath that cloud.
4: Sorry, I'm being thick. Tell me again what you've
1: done, Doctor. It's quite simple, really. I've rerouted the electromagnetic resonance recorder and fed it back through the atmospheric motion sensors. Uh, right. And uh, that does what exactly? Imagine I hypnotized you into believing you were a doctor. What might you do? Well, I don't know. Behave like a doctor. B- try to cure people. Exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. You've lost me. Put simply, I've convinced this weather machine of yours that it's a cellular analyzer. So all I have to do is slot Mrs. Sabi's saliva sample into here and.
4: And what, doctor? And we wait patiently for the results. Shouldn't be long. <sighs>
6: Now <laughs> well then, what have we here? Just clear away some of this moss, shall we? And. Uh, in memory of Harold Withers, Alice Withers, and their loving son, Philip, taken from us. 24th June 1989, aged. Oh dear. Seven years. Very sad. Mm-hmm. Ah, Jane Potter. 11th May 1964, 18 years. Oh, such short lives. <laughs> Lizzie Corrigan, one hundred and twelve, that's more like it, <laughs> Jackson, Grub Sinclair, 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 oh, and, oh my word, Edward Linfoot, 1872, aged 56 years. Oh, this is wonderful, wonderful. Where, where's my camera? Ah, ah, here we are. Now, I'm I, I just... Uh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Looks like rain. Ah, uh, well, a bit of water never hurt anybody, eh? Now, how does this contraption work, here? Ah, ha, Would
3: you like a refresher pack, Mrs. Linfoot? No, I would not. I can't abide those ghastly tablets. Don't you have a proper drink in that bag? I'm afraid not, but we'll be stopping for lunch at the Green Dragon in two hours. Traditional pub grub. I'll be dead of thirst by then.
0: With any luck? The Doctor and I ordered food in the Green Dragon earlier. It wasn't very pleasant. You arrived in winter,
3: didn't you? Yes. Why? Does it make a difference? Well, we've been having problems with the food preservation units. Dobson is constantly patching up the system, but it's disintegrating like everything else. The freezer vaults are OK, but as soon as the food is thawed, it goes off very quickly. If you don't eat it within six hours, it's rotten. Dad thinks it's something to do with the humidity shields.
5: <laughs> what is that? Evidence suggests unseasonal precipitation.
3: What? It's starting to rain, Mrs. Linfoot. I know. That? I mean, why is it raining? Spring shower? Oh, don't be facetious, child. Rain only occurs in the autumn quarter. Sunshine is guaranteed during the exposed sections of the tour. Guaranteed. Do you understand what that means? Of course I do. Oh, this really is the most shoddy. Oh, That's my Vincent.
5: What's happening? Let's find out. There he is. What's wrong with him? Mr. Linford appears to be in acute physical discomfort. He's on his knees. It's, it's as though someone's attacking him. Well, help him for creation's sake.
3: Don't just stand there. Of course. And is it? Don't. What? I think it's the rain. It's something in the rain. But that's impossible. The rain inside the bubble is
5: perfectly safe. Evidence would suggest otherwise. It's nothing to do with the rain. It's a seizure, a heart attack. I don't think so. I don't care what you think.
3: My Vincent needs help. You, girl, it's your duty to help him. I don't know, child. No. Stay where you are, Lisette.
5: Agree. Logic suggests caution. How dare you refuse? Well, if you won't help
3: Get out of my way! Uh, Mrs. Linfoot, don't! Professor
2: Jabbery, stop her! Get those filthy tentacles away from me,
3: you purple freak! Oh, ow. Mrs. Linfoot! You're all cowards! For creation's sake, he's only over there! Uh,
6: uh, my, my hand! Uh,
1: The results of the cloud analysis should be coming through soon. How are our friends outside?
4: Oh, persistent as ever, I'm afraid. Uh, Ah, I knew there'd be one about here, somewhere. One what? Another environment suit should provide complete protection from the rain. Now, if only we had a phaser rifle, we'd be laughing. You'd be prepared to shoot down your fellow citizens
1: in cold blood?
4: Well, only if they attack me first. And like you said, Doctor, they're not really people anymore, are they? Look at Mrs. Sowerby. Creation knows what she's become. That's hardly an excuse for murder. Uh, No, Doctor. Right. Whatever they are, I suppose it's not their fault. It's just being stuck here, not knowing what's happening to Lisette. You tried calling her again? Ah, Dobson
1: too. I, I
4: can't raise anybody.
1: Whoever the aliens are, they must be blocking the communications network. That tech of yours. Dobson, was it? Turns up unprepared.
4: No, all right, job they're thinking about.
1: Ah, results. What's no. so. up? Sometimes the available resources will only stretch so far. I mean, the analyzer hasn't worked. No, 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 it has. Only up to a point. These readings confirm that Mrs. Sabbe's body has been invaded by a sophisticated microorganism.
4: Organism?
1: What kind of organism? The analyzer isn't sophisticated enough to tell me that. If I knew precisely what it was we were up against, I'd be better equipped to deal with it.
4: You'd have more chance at CES, Doctor. CES. The Central Environment Station. It links all the stations together. I'll tell you, Doctor. You'd be able to stop the rain from there. Never mind, analyse it. And where exactly is the CES? Middle of Wells Wood, about five miles away. But, well, it might as well be on the moon, as far as we're concerned. Not necessarily.
1: How far would you say the visitor shuttle was, Isaac?
4: Uh, from here, well, 150
1: meters. <laughs> Perhaps if I could manipulate the environmental conditions slightly, create a localised fog between here and the shuttle... Oh, come on, Doctor. You'd never make it. The comms unit in the shuttle is equipped for deep space communication, so it will be fitted with, what, a WN-5
4: filtration booster? Don't be daft. That system went out with the ARC. It's all WN-9 now. Even better. So it will have a far greater range than local communicators. I could use it to
1: break through the interference and contact Nissa and Lazette. Then I could override the automatic pilot on the shuttle, fly it to the CES, switch off the range, work out what we're up against and come up with a way of fighting back. Ah, you could do that, but I still say it'll be suicide going out there, yeah? What are you doing? I'm preparing to test the efficiency of this environment, just found. We can work out the finer details of the plan while I get ready. Now, where does this bit go, do you suppose?
6: Oh, my hand is burning. Quickly, get her back inside.
3: Watch out, she's fainting. <laughs> Well caught, Professor Jabbery. How is she? She is in a state of unconsciousness. I mean,
0: apart from that. As far as I can see, only her hand was splashed. Shut the door, would you? Now, I have some tissues somewhere. Here we are. Don't touch the water on her skin. Don't worry, I'll be careful. There.
5: Done. Well, she looks all right. There's no rash or anything. Uh, Mrs. Linfoot's heartbeat is becoming slower and more regular. Is this a favourable indication? Yes, it's a good sign. I believe she is also regaining consciousness. Former experience suggests that this is not a good sign. Mrs. Linfoot has expressed repugnance at all previous instances of physical contact between us.
0: You'd better lay her down on the flagstones. Lisette, would you pass one of those, um... Hassocks? Hassocks, yes, to support her head.
3: There you go. Innocent. (gasps) Mrs. Linfoot, you're safe. But what about Mr. Linfoot? We
0: can't just leave him outside. I don't like it any more than you do. But what do you suggest?
5: I don't know. Perhaps Perhaps if we constructed a portable shelter to protect our bodies from the harmful elements.
0: Look around you, there's nothing. No handy tarpaulin, not even an old umbrella. I'll call
3: Dad, maybe he can send someone. There's no signal. We're isolated. At least until the rain stops. Oh, this is awful. There must be something we can do. Shh. Listen.
0: What is it? Mr. Linfoot? I'll go and see. Lisette, you wait here with Mrs. Linfoot. Professor Jabbery, will you come with me? Certainly.
6: No,
3: uh, please, please do oh, Where am I? What's happening? You were injured, Mrs. Linfoot. You need to lie Get your hands off me. What am I doing on this filthy floor? Where's Vincent? He's still outside, Mrs. Linfoot. We haven't been able... Outside? In the rain? But
5: it's poisonous, child. It burns. You must help him. We're doing all we can, Mrs. Linfoot. Oh? What are you doing exactly? We're minimising casualties. It is currently our only logical course of action. Damn your logic. My Vincent's out there. We can't go out, Mrs. Linford. You tried it
0: yourself and look what happened.
7: <gasps>
0: What's that? That's what we're about to find out. Come on, Professor Jabbery.
8: Mm.
0: I've got to
3: help, Vincent. Mrs. Linford, I think you should
0: Get rest. Get away, you
3: vile little creature. My uh, 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 Mrs. Linford, uh, you're injured.
5: Leave me alone. Vincent. My love, I'm coming. Ready, Professor Jabbery? I'm in a state of maximum preparation.
0: Here goes. Please keep back, Mrs. Linfoot.
3: I can't see Mr. Linfoot. Vincent, Vincent, where are you? Look, there, crouch behind that gravestone. Oh, creation, what's wrong with him? He looks very ill. His eyes are completely black. And look at the way he's moving, all sort of strange and jerky, like a puppet. A fascinating transformation. It's horrible. We must
0: go to him. Help him. I have a feeling he's beyond help, Mrs. Linfoot. No, he can't be. Vincent! Vincent! He's seen us! And he doesn't look happy.
4: How's Mrs. Sauby? Well, let's just say she didn't take kindly to being relegated to the back office. Look, I'm not happy about this, Doctor. Can't say I'm entirely overcome with joy myself, Isaac,
1: but we don't have much alternative. We could sit tight, wait for help. It's bound to come eventually. I doubt that. Besides, I've never been one to rely on other people. Incorrigibly proactive. That's what they always said about me at the academy.
4: Proactive's one thing, but this is blooming suicide.
1: Quite possibly. But at least if you're right, you'll have the satisfaction of saying, I told you so. Then I'll have the satisfaction of not being able to hear you. Now, how do I get this helmet on? Ah.
4: Ha! How do I look? Like an oven-ready chicken. Well,
1: let's hope our friends out there aren't partial to a roast
4: dinner. More to the point, let's hope the seals in that suit are watertight. We'll soon find out. Uh, And how's your mobility? Limited, it's a snug fit. How's the fog out there? Building up nicely. <laughs> You're a marvel with this tech stuff, Doctor, I'll give you that. Yeah,
1: it's not a bad lash-up, though I say so myself. The system won't last long, though. As soon as the temperature gauge reaches critical, the safety cut-off will activate and the fog will disperse
4: quickly. As long as it lasts long enough for you to reach that shuttle. I, t- I tried to think how many trust directives you brought messing about with these systems, Doctor. They'll have my guts for garters if they find out. Yours too, no doubt. I mean... They are your employers, after all. I
7: think
1: that trust is the least of our problems at present. Now, you know what to do, Isaac. Oh,
4: yes, chuck stuff out of the upstairs window.
1: Anything that will make a noise and create a diversion. And remember, I'll be heading right, so aim for your left. You can rely on me, Doctor. I don't doubt it. Well, fog looks thick enough now. Keep your comms unit on, Isaac. I'll call you as soon as I've reached the shuttle. I'll shut the door the moment I'm outside. Don't open it for anyone. Anyone. You hear? I hear Let him in! Mrs.
0: Linford! Out of the way! We have to shut this door! No! It's
3: my Vincent! Uh, Not anymore! Vincent! It's me! Alexis,
5: it's me, Vincent! That's it.
3: You know me, Vincent, don't you? You know who I am. Look, it's working. He recognizes her. I'm not so sure. Well, why isn't he attacking her then? Look, she's struggling his face now. I believe Mr. Linfoot is in a state of confusion. Shh, keep your voice down. What do you mean, confusion? Observe Mrs. Linfoot's outstretched hand. Oh, creation, it's like the hand of a corpse. Her fingernails are black.
0: She's transforming like her husband,
3: only more slowly. Everything will be all right, Vincent. I'll look after you. We've ridden out some storms together, you and I, haven't we? And we'll ride out this one. You see if we don't. Now, I'm going to open this door, Vincent. And I want you to behave yourself. I really don't think that's such a good idea. It's my Vincent. He wouldn't harm a fly.
6: Mrs.
5: Linford, keep back! Whatever's happened to him, Vincent is still my husband! He won't hurt me! Yes! <laughs> no!
7: Ah! 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 Wrong! From ah! Someone
5: he can't get to us! I believe the crypt might suffice. Ah! I made note of it earlier. The crypt! Yes! Come on! Hey! Come on, get
4: it! Here, you are, boys! Come on! Just for you!
1: I can't see a thing. Oh well, here goes.
4: Oi! You lot! Over here!
7: Best foot forward, I think. Hey! Come back here, you... you cowards! Time to move? Run, Doctor! Fire!
3: We made it, we're safe. Commissioner,
5: we're trapped previous experience suggests that this chamber has only one access point. Mr Linford's presence currently occludes our exit.
3: Well, maybe he'll get bored and go away.
5: That is a possibility. I don't understand what's happened to him. Rain
3: doesn't make people change like that. That depends what's in it. What do you mean? There was something
0: strange about that rain cloud. We both thought so. You mean that cloud was created deliberately? yes. This is clearly a premeditated attack. Oh, but if anything had penetrated the bubble,
3: we'd know. The Doctor and I arrived undetected. Yeah, but that's different. You're with the Trust. You had special clearance, but a hostile force would be spotted immediately. What if
0: the hostiles were already inside the bubble? What if they'd been here a long time, waiting? Waiting? For what? I don't know, but I have a nasty suspicion... No, it's impossible. Crazy.
5: On the contrary,
0: this theory is not unreasonable. We need to find another way out of here. Oh. oh, Has anyone got a light? I can't see a thing. I've got a torch in my bag. Hang on.
5: Do not trouble yourself. My body contains a bioluminescent protein, which, if you wish, I will activate. Please do. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Your admiration is noted. We Lucerians deploy this ability in our mating rituals.
3: Oh, well, that's nice. Perhaps if we look hard enough, we'll
0: find an escape tunnel. Wasn't there a time when churchmen needed such things? Not
3: in Stockbridge. I'm afraid nothing much has ever happened here.
0: Tell the doctor that and he'd laugh in your face.
5: Uh Uh-huh. What have you
0: discovered? There's a crack here. A definite seam. If I can just get my fingers in...
3: We might... Oh! It is opening. You've done it, Nissa. You must have triggered something. I suppose so. It looks very dark. Where do you think it leads? There's only one way to find out. I recommend caution.
5: I see a light ahead. Where? It is not possible to ascertain distance. I can't see anything. My visual capabilities are superior to yours. The light is approaching.
0: Yes, I see it too. A circular light, like a... Oh, no. Oh, please, no. What is that? Why here? Why Stockbridge?
5: You recognize this creature?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. And I advise you not to annoy it. Do
7: not move. You are all prisoners of the Daleks.
0: Why Stockbridge?
5: You recognize this creature?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. And I advise you not to annoy it.
7: Do not move! You are all prisoners of the Daleks!
3: Daleks? That's impossible. The Daleks died out centuries ago. Evidently not.
7: Silence! You will come with me! Non-humanides! You will lead the way into the tunnel!
0: I
5: refuse. You will
0: obey! We'd better do as it says, Professor
5: Jabbery. Lucerians do not respond to coercion. Obey or you will be exterminated! Do not threaten me, Dalek. I suggest that you consider your position. Your corroded casing indicates that you've spent a considerable time living in the darkness below this structure. You're a survivor of a species widely considered by most civilized races to be long extinct. Perhaps you'd be well advised to request our help rather than threaten our lives. Daleks do
7: not seek aid from
5: inferior species. In that case, I pity you. I do not
7: need your pity. Now,
5: move, move! I will not be intimidated in this manner. Professor Jabbery, please. No, Nissa! I... Exterminate! Miss help me get this door open. The professor...
3: I know! Now help me with this door. But Mr Linfoot's out there! That's the point!
7: Halt! Identify yourself! i Come on, Reset! Now's I'm our time. we'll never... Stand. Come
0: on! Up the steps! Quick! <coughs>
8: <coughs> oh. 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 Oh.
0: Get up! Now! We're <coughs> fine. We can't go outside! Let's just keep under cover for now! <coughs>
4: I can see you, doctor, the font's clearing. You're almost there. Go on. Oh no, Dodson! Go
7: go go Dobson. Dobson! Watch out, Dodson! Watch out, What in creation! Ah! Ah! Ah!
4: Today, thank
1: you. Admire your tenacity, gentlemen, but I'm afraid you're wasting your time. That's better. Isaac, can you hear me?
4: Doctor, is that you?
1: Yes, I'm in the shuttle. Although if it hadn't been for poor Mr. Dobson's fateful arrival, I would never have made it.
4: Did you see what those things did to him, Doctor? Yes,
1: I did. I'm sorry.
4: Oh, less than an hour ago, those monsters out there were, well, well, not people exactly, but, but still, how could they change like that?
1: In a way, they're just as much victims as Dobson was.
4: Uh, is there any news of Lisette?
1: I'm opening a channel now. Keep your fingers crossed. Lisette! Nyssa! This is the doctor. Can you hear me? I repeat, this is the doctor. Can anyone hear me?
4: Any luck, doctor?
1: I'm afraid not. Even the WN9 booster can't break through the interference. Oh,
4: damn. So what happens now? Are you going to look for them?
1: I can't. We don't know where they are, do we? They could be injured, they could be... I'm sorry. It's just... I'm worried about Nissa.
4: I know, Doctor, and I'm worried about Lisette.
1: Well, the best way we can help them is to follow the original plan. I'll pilot the skimmer to the CES and stop the rain.
4: And then what?
1: And then... Well, we'll just take it one step at a time, shall we?
0: Are you all right? Well, terrified, but yes, I think so. This screen's not the best cover. We need to move.
7: Show yourselves! Concealment is futile! You cannot escape!
0: Same old Daleks? You speak as though you've encountered them before. I have, yes. But how? No one's seen a Dalek for centuries. Let's just say the doctor's got a nose for trouble. Come on. Where to? Back this way, into the chapel. The chapel? I have a plan.
7: 17 Earth centuries. Readings indicate that the timing mechanism on your cryogenic capsule has been impaired by natural corrosion. All other systems are currently operating at 72% capacity. Report on your functional status. Internal assessment. Indicates that this unit is currently operating at 98% efficiency. That is acceptable. What is the status of the mission? Phase 1 is complete. Conditioned humans are still displaying signs of instability, but will soon succumb to total Dalek control. The doctor's presence has been detected, and primary procedures have been instigated. The doctor has been isolated, and his options minimized. Phase two can now commence. What is the status of our forces? Three Dalek units are fully operational. Two have perished. I am about to attempt revivification of the last. Report, report! Uh, uh, I, I cannot see. Assess extent of your visual impairment. Internal assessment indicates that visual impairment is irreversible. This unit accepts that this level of capability falls below accepted functional parameters. Immediate extermination requested. Request granted. Exterminate! How's it going, Doctor?
1: I'm rather enjoying myself. Quite nifty little vehicles, these, once you take them out of automatic warp drive.
4: Can you see Wells Wood
1: yet? I'm approaching it now, hovering about 60 metres above the treetops. I assume the ugly grey building covered in antennae is the CES. Yeah, yeah, that's
4: it. You should be able to see a landing pad on the roof, just, just to the left of the antennae, marked out in white.
1: Yes, I can.
7: Starting my descent now. set indicates that an airborne craft is approaching zone zero. Avian observation units have identified the craft's pilot as the doctor. Order all monitoring units to initiate attack mode. I obey.
1: Doctor, what's going on? Crows. Hundreds of them. They're attacking the shuttle. Oh, creation's name. Can you land? I'm flying blind. The crows have spread themselves across the observation dome like a living curtain. I'll have to make an emergency landing. Try to clear the trees, Doctor. There are open fields beyond the woods. Too late for that, I'm afraid. Besides, I need to get as close to the CES as I can. Don't be damned, Doctor. You'll never make it. Still descending. Should be making contact with the treetops roundabout
7: now.
0: It's coming this way. We'll head for that stone pillar over there, but keep out of sight behind the pews.
7: Okay. Concealed humans will show yourselves. If you fail to comply, you will be exterminated.
0: Oh, Oh, There goes the statue of Sir Justin. We'll be
3: next if it sees us. Nissa, what are we doing? We're trying to get closer to the main door. But why? We can't make a run for it. Not with that rain still coming down. No, but we can make the Dalek think we
0: have. Quick, let's make a dash for that next pillar while it's out of sight. We didn't see us, did it? I think we'd know about it if it had. So what happens
3: now? Give me your bag. Will I get it back? Will it matter if you don't? (sighs) I'm sorry, it's just that there are things in here we might need. The communicator, for one, the torch... Oh, What's that? It's my ASP. Your what? Audio selection pod. This could be useful. In what way? Well, I use this on the tour to impress the visitors. If I'm talking about, say, World War II bombers, I can set the ASP to activate our sound archive and hey, presto! The sound of flying bombers overhead? Yeah, trouble is, it's become a bit unreliable. Nowadays, you're just as likely to get the sound of snorting pigs, but maybe we could use it to confuse the Dalek. All right, take everything you need and then give me the bag. Okay,
0: done.
7: Proceeding with systematic destruction of wooden barriers.
3: There go thousands of years of history. Rather than us. Now, how location-specific is that device of yours? Well, there are hidden receivers all over the church. In theory, I can isolate the audio pulse to whichever ones I select.
0: In that case, do you think you could make a sound down at the far end? Somewhere behind the Dalek, the pulpit perhaps? I don't see why not... What kind of sound were you thinking of? It doesn't matter. Anything to draw the Dalek's attention away from us. Hold on.
7: Cubans detected. You will reveal yourselves or be exterminated.
0: Now, time to say goodbye to your bag. What are you going to do? Throw it onto the gravel path outside and hope the Dalek thinks it's us. But Mrs Linford's out there. She's quite dead. Good luck.
3: Did it see me? Don't think so. Why doesn't it go through the door? Because Mrs. Limfoot's in the way. No.
0: It's deciding whether or not we were desperate enough to go outside. Let's move now while we still have the chance. Where to? Back to the crypt. Are you mad? We'll be trapped down there. Not necessarily. The Dalek came from somewhere. It wasn't just hiding down there ready to attack us. I'm hoping we'll find a network of tunnels leading to different parts of the village.
3: And what if we don't? What if that tunnel just leads us straight into the Daleks' larder or something? Daleks don't have larders? At least I don't think so.
0: Now come on or we'll miss our chance.
4: Doctor? Doctor, will you come in please? Oh. Doctor, are you there? Speak to me. I'm here, Isaac. Doctor, thank creation. I, are you all right?
1: Oh, let's see. Mm, touch a concussion, bumps and bruises, no mm, broken bones, but the shuttle's damaged. The rain's been coming in while I've been unconscious.
4: Ow! Don't tell me you've got some on your skin. I'm
1: afraid so. Really should have kept those gloves on. I can already feel the organisms burrowing working their way into my system.
4: Well, maybe if it's just your hand, it, it won't be so bad.
1: Oh, I must go. Get to the CES before... Well, before the situation deteriorates.
4: Can you still remember the keypad entry number? It's uh, Seven seven
1: 7721,
4: I know. What about the sample from Mrs Sowerby? Was it damaged in the crash?
1: No, still here. Safe and sound. Right. Glove's back on. Now, oh, where's the helmet?
4: Ah! All right. Well, just be careful, Doctor. You don't know what you might be facing
1: out there. Oh, I expect I'll be facing what I always face, Isaac. Trouble.
7: See you later! AVN Observation Units reduced to 43% efficiency after destruction of airborne craft. What is the status of the Doctor? Remaining units report that the Doctor has survived and is now approaching Zone Zero. Shall I order remaining Observation Units to intercept? Yes? Intercept?
0: Need to rest. I'm not sure that's a good idea. Why? The Dalek didn't see us come down here. That doesn't mean it won't be behind us. What do you suppose it will do when it realises we didn't run out into the rain? Return to base? Precisely. Oh. Oh, I'm beginning to think that maybe you were right. About what? About this tunnel
3: leading only in one direction. Oh, no, please don't say that now. You don't really think we've trapped ourselves. This was always a gamble. Maybe we just need to go that bit further. We've been
0: walking for 15 minutes now, and we haven't come across so much as a ventilation shaft. But
6: that doesn't
3: mean we should just give up, does it? What are you suggesting, that we sit here and wait for the Dalek to catch up with us? Of course not. I'm just facing reality. Yeah, well, I'm not. I can't do that. I can't not believe that everything will be all right. I keep thinking about my father, about what might be happening to him, and... just... You're right, of course.
0: We're not beaten yet. I've been in more perilous situations than this and survived. Have you really? Well, almost as perilous. Let's carry on.
7: and let's see how you gun come with this
1: <laughs> there up your circuits, has it? oh no, no you don't, keep out of my head I'll fight you, block you out!
0: There's something ahead. A Dalek? If it was a Dalek, we'd be dead by now. Let me have your torch for a moment. It's a door. Oh,
3: creation,
0: a dead end. A door is not a dead end. It is if there's something nasty on the other side, like a Dalek. Lizette, we won't increase our chances of survival by refusing to take risks. Interesting. There's no handle, no sensor pad, nothing. It's just smooth metal. So that's it then. Just hold the torch, would you? Point it at the edge of the door there. What for? I'm going to see if I can open it manually. You won't be able to. Stop being so defeatist, Lisette. Just hold the torch, will you? I think it's beginning to shift. Hey, look, you've opened it a crack. Give me a hand.
3: (laughs) What's that noise? It's the sound of Dalek machinery. Oh, creation. So this is the way to the larder after all. Ah,
0: That should do it. We can squeeze through here. Are you serious? Where else can we go? Well, it's probably a trap. Why wasn't it locked? Perhaps the Daleks weren't expecting visitors. Or maybe they haven't got enough power for non-essential systems. Yes, that might be it. What do you mean? Remember how battered and dusty that Dalek was. My guess is that they've been waiting down here for centuries, in a state of suspended animation. Perhaps they're only just coming back to life. You keep saying they.
3: How do you know there's more than one of them? Daleks don't usually travel alone. Oh, this just gets better. So why do you think they're waking up now? The Doctor.
0: What? They must have realized that the Doctor keeps returning to Stockbridge, and so they set a trap for him, waited here like spiders in a web. They did all this for the Doctor? I'm only guessing, but it would make sense. But why are they so interested in
3: him? The Doctor and the Daleks go back a long way. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm a bit lost. So you and the Doctor aren't with the Tross then? No. Sorry. So
0: why did you come? Oh, it's a long story, and a fairly complicated one at that. We're not here by choice. Well, if you don't want to tell me... I... No, it's not that. It, it's just... Look, we really don't have the time to discuss it now. Okay. And you really think going in there is our only option? I'm afraid so. Hmm. But view this as an opportunity. There's a greater chance that we'll be able to do more damage to the Daleks here. Strike at their heart. And there's a greater chance that we'll get blasted to smithereens. True. But as the Doctor might say, it's precisely those kinds of possibilities that make life so interesting.
1: Come on, come on. How long does it take to analyse a saliva sample? Computer! Analysis nearing completion. About time, too. This is what they call state-of-the-art.
8: Analysis complete.
1: That last, let's see what we've got. Oh, no.
8: All this equipment,
3: it's just mind-boggling. How did they get it all down here? I don't know.
0: But I was right about it being here for centuries. Look at the dust. Maybe all the other
3: Daleks are dead. Maybe the one that we saw is the only one that survived. Conditioned humans
6: have gained access to Zone Zero.
3: Or maybe not. Doctor has been detected on Level Five. What are you looking so pleased about?
0: The Doctor. He's alive. Great. What did the Dalek mean by conditioned humans? I'm not sure. Like Mr. Linfoot, perhaps? Come on, let's get closer.
1: An alien virus, part biological, part technological. But why here? Why would aliens want a rundown tourist attraction on a rundown
8: planet? Insufficient data to form a conclusion. It was a rhetorical question. Oh. Awaiting
1: instructions. Just get on with duplicating that other saliva sample computer.
8: Duplication complete.
1: It is? Excellent. Time to stop that rain. Now, what have we here? Hmm, terraforming atmospheric processor. Fusion power, too. How quaint. Ah, Bergeron manipulator. This is more like it. So, if I can just activate the dispersal satellites. Hmm, sounds like company. Um, computer, could you call the lift for me, please?
8: Request
1: granted.
8: Lift ascending. Estimated arrival, 48 seconds.
1: Thank you. Now, if I just adjust the vectors like so and recalibrate the stasis field. Uh, Computer, status report.
8: Solar network successfully activated. Cloud condensation nuclei disperse. Excellent.
1: Rain, rain, go away. Now, all I have to do is... Ah, good day, gentlemen. Terrible weather we've been
7: having. You are the doctor. Oh, what
1: a shame. you just missed him. Perhaps I could give him a message. You will come with us. Bear with me for just a moment.
8: Retroviral precipitation initiated.
1: Come with us. Yes, I'd love to stop and chat, but come... come with us,
7: or you will be extra.
8: Lift doors
1: open. Ah, I'm sorry, you were about to say... You are the doctor! You are a prisoner of the Daleks! Oh dear, out of the frying pan. Do,
7: Do not, not move! move. Do, Do not move! You know, suddenly I don't feel at all well. Sensory data indicates that after initial resistance, the doctor's physiology is succumbing to cellular subjugation. His compliance is inevitable. Soon, the doctor will belong to the Daleks. Soon, the doctor will be a Dalek. And the Daleks will reign supreme! I don't feel at all well. Sensory data indicates that after initial resistance, the doctor's physiology is succumbing to cellular subjugation. His compliance is inevitable. Soon, the doctor will belong to the Daleks. Soon, the doctor will be a Dalek, and the Daleks will reign supreme! Conditioned humans, no further value. And no no further, value. further value. Please. They were people once. Exterminate!
1: <laughs> Was that really worth the effort?
7: You will enter the elevator. Move, move. I'm trying.
1: I seem to have pins and needles in my legs. Interesting. <laughs> yes, yes,
7: whatever you say.
4: That's the doctor.
0: So what do we do now? I don't know. Something. What can we do? Let's explore, see what we can find. This way. What exactly are we looking for, Nissa? Something we can use against the Daleks. Weapons, you mean? Well, perhaps not in the conventional sense. I'm not proposing a gun battle.
3: <laughs> That's a relief. Let's try through here. Creation! This is huge! Where
0: are we? Judging by this equipment, inside a life-support unit of some kind, these look like cryogenic suspension chambers and that- Look out! Daleks! It's all right. I think they're inactive. Be careful, Nyssa. Don't worry. If they were aware of me, I'd be dead by now. I wonder. (coughs) I thought so. Look at these readings. Sorry, it's all gobbledygook to me. What am I looking at? Well, assuming that these six columns relate to the cryo-chambers here, it appears that three of the Daleks were revived, and three perished. Well, that one looks as though it exploded. What's all that icky green stuff? The remains of the Dalek creature inside the casing. Oh, nice. What do you think killed the other two? If I'm reading this data correctly, they've been here for over 17 centuries. Simple mechanical failure, perhaps? That might account for the deaths. it's a credit to Dalek technology that three of the cryo units have remained functional for so long.
3: So, three active Daleks, yes? Well, that's not so bad, is it?
0: Don't let their lack of numbers lull you into a false sense of security. One Dalek would be more than capable of wiping out Stockbridge and everyone living here.
3: Well, that's it then. There's nothing we can do. We can arm
0: ourselves with knowledge. The Doctor often says that information is the best weapon. Information like this. What is it? A schematic of the Dalek base? Yes, but look at the amount of damage caused by geological movement. The metal shell is riven with cracks and stresses. You mean it could collapse at any moment? Well, certainly within another couple of centuries. Well, I'm not sure we could wait that long. No, but perhaps we could give nature a helping hand.
3: You think we could? How?
0: According to this, the Daleks have created an electronic master link from this base to the main environment manipulator, which controls your weather. The Manipulator, but that's where the Doctor was. Exactly. He must have had the same idea. Control the environment and you control Stockbridge. Except I doubt he knows anything about this Master Link. He was probably trying to stop the rain. Good for him. But what are we going to use the Environment Manipulator for? Seismology. If we could access the seismological controls, we could create an earthquake severe enough to tear this place apart. Sounds like a plan. So where is this Master Link? That's the problem. According to the schematic here, it's in the main control room, where the Daleks are. So, let's draw the Daleks out. Good idea. But how? What's that? Have they found us? I don't think so. According to the schematic, both Daleks are still in the main control room. Wait a minute. There are three there now. What's that red blob with them? A fourth Dalek? No. A Time Lord.
1: Lovely place you've got here. Charming decor. What do you call it? Subterranean minimalism? Caveman chic? Silence! Or what? You'll exterminate me. But you'd have done that by now if you were going to, which means you need me for something. Silence! Don't like feeling helpless to you, Dalek. Don't like having to constrain that itchy trigger tentacle of yours. Because when it comes down to it, that's all you really are. A gun. Without that, you're nothing. You cannot provoke the Daleks! Really? So, this is central control, is it? It's a bit dingy, even by your standards. Did someone not pay the electricity bill?
7: Diverting energy to non-essential systems is unnecessary!
1: You mean you're low on power. My word, you are a wretched bunch. I almost feel sorry for you. Forgotten, abandoned, skulking in the dark. We have not been
7: abandoned. Soon we will return in triumph to the Dalek fleet, with you as our prisoner. You have been
1: asleep for a long time, haven't you? Explain! Your race is long gone. You were driven from this sector of the galaxy centuries ago, where there used to be a glorious Dalek empire... There's now just a big, empty nothing. You lie! Do I? If you don't believe me, why not try opening a communications channel to that fleet of yours? After all, I'm sure you're dying to have a good boast about the success of your brilliant plan. Open a
7: channel to Dalek Command! Earth Mission to Dalek Command! Earth Mission to Dalek Command! Answer! Answer!
6: You see...
1: The time of the Daleks is long
7: gone. Nothing can defeat the might of the Dalek
1: Empire! The combined forces of over 100 planets can and did. Face it, Daleks, you're obsolete. You're like... (sighs) Like lost soldiers who think the war's still going on. This changes nothing!
7: Despite your resistance, your Time Lord physiology continues to undergo cellular subjugation. Soon, you will succumb to superior Dalek conditioning and become our willing servant. With your help, the Daleks will conquer time and space.
1: Well, I'm flattered by your faith in my abilities, but I'm not
7: sure even I can resurrect the dead. It is time to reveal the contents of the Stasis Vault. Activate Release Mechanism. Release mechanism activated! Open the vault! Behold the means of our resurrection, Doctor!
1: Oh no. It's my TARDIS.
3: Look, shouldn't we
0: be trying to rescue the Doctor? I'm sure he's doing very well on his own. Besides, if this works, it should take care of at least one Dalek. And who knows, it might just give the doctor time to... Well, it might just give him time. But are you sure it'll work, Sir? I'm not sure of anything. But nothing ventured, nothing gained. Are you sure you know how to operate the Dalek gun? Well, it seems pretty straightforward. It's just point and shoot. Yes. One thing about the Daleks... ...is that they do
3: tend to create weapons of devastating simplicity. Don't worry. I'll try not to blow myself up like the previous owner of the gun. I may not be green, but I'm sure it'd be just as messy. There.
0: Finished. I've overloaded the diathermic regulator and disabled the safety cutout. If that doesn't get their attention, nothing will.
1: Oh, dear.
7: Problems? What is happening? Report! Cause of the malfunction and take necessary action. I obey. Uh, I'm terribly sorry, but I think I'm going to. The doctor has collapsed. His resistance to cellular subjugation is weakening. Soon, his mind will succumb to Dalek conditioning. When Dalek cell multiplication reaches critical mass, the doctor will belong to us. It is only a matter of time.
3: Here it comes, ready
7: and waiting. Sight of combustion detected! Preparing to neutralize!
0: Now, Lizette!
7: We did
3: it! That's only one garlic, with. There are still two more. But the fire's still burning. Maybe they'll send another one to investigate. We could just wait here and pick them
0: off. They won't make the same mistake twice. If we don't get out now, they're more likely to seal us in and leave us to burn. So what's our next move? We go on the attack. Take the battle to them. I thought you said you didn't want a gunfight. I don't. But at least the odds are even now. Two of them, two of us. The same weapons. Plus we've got an advantage. We make smaller targets
7: than they do? No, the Doctor. Dalek unit ambushed and exterminated. Intruders are armed with garlic weaponry. Divert subsidiary power to initiate visual security scan. Intruders must be detected. Power diverted. Two intruders detected in Section 9. Identify them.
8: The
0: main control room is around that next corner. Be careful, Lizette. Keep to the shadows.
3: Oh, it's gone quiet. Is that a good sign or a bad one? Maybe
0: neither. Let's not be distracted. Oh. What is it? I can hear something. I can't hear anything. Is are you all right? You've gone... What are you doing?
3: Drop the gun, Nyssa. What? Drop the gun, or you will be exterminated.
7: Dalek servitor designation Lizette Barclay. Identified and activated. The other humanoid female is the Doctor's companion. She must be disarmed and captured.
0: Exterminated? Lizette, you sound like a
3: Dalek. What? Drop the gun. Drop the gun. All right. Now you will come with me. You are a prisoner of the Daleks. Move! Move!
7: Uh, must obey Dalek commands. The Doctor is regaining consciousness. Identify
1: yourself. My identity is... Irrelevant. What is your function? To serve the Daleks.
7: Servitor designation, Lisette Barclay and humanoid female approaching control area. Secure the humanoid female in a holding cell. If the Doctor proves unreliable, she will be useful to us.
0: Alright, you don't have to push. Doctor, am I glad to see you. What? Do not approach the Doctor! Doctor? Are you alright? What have you done to him? Why is he staring like that?
7: The Doctor now serves the Daleks. No, he would never do that. He is under our command. Sensors indicate that Dalek metastasis is now 71% complete.
0: No, I won't believe it.
7: Dalek unit designation Doctor. Doctor. What is your relationship to this female?
1: Dalek servants do not require relationships Shall we
0: destroy her? Please, Doctor It's me, Nyssa Remember? Answer
1: Her fate does not concern me Suggest incarceration or conversion into Servitor Oh,
7: Doctor Servitor Lisette Barclay Secure humanoid female in holding cell I
0: obey Get your hands off me Doctor, if there's anything left of you in there, remember this. Fissures. This place is riddled with cracks and fissures.
3: Humanoid Uh. female secured. You
7: will now return to the cryogenic chamber and extinguish the fire.
3: I obey. Doctor,
7: you will open the TARDIS. I obey. You will accompany the Doctor to assess the craft's functional status. If the Doctor shows signs of resistance, Disable him. I obey. What is the functional status of the TARDIS?
1: Some deterioration in secondary systems. Temporal regulator out of phase minor repairs required. Suggest brief test flight to fully assess temporal damage. Request denied. TARDIS must re-establish a temporal link with the Vortex in order to present full diagnostic. If temporal damage proves severe, the TARDIS will not survive greater exposure and Dalek mission will fail. Request
7: granted. I will accompany you. Of course.
1: location. We have returned to our point of origin. I am opening the doors.
7: This is not our point of origin. Exterior visibility limited. What is happening?
1: It's just missed.
7: Respiration impaired sensors indicate escalating levels of cellular disruption exterminating. Ah!
1: One of these days I really must repair those state of grace circuits. Now,
7: let's get you out of here!
1: Goodbye, Dalek, and good riddance. Now, off we go. Ah, perfect. The Central Environment Station, just where I want to be. I really am getting rather good at these short hops. Hello? Who's there? Doctor! I thought you'd had it. Me? Have it? Never. Isaac, forgive my asking, but. What were you doing hiding behind that workbench? What was that? Oh, awful noise. Awful noise? Don't listen to him, old thing. Where
4: in creation did that come from? This is the TARDIS, my ship. Your ship? But it's an old box.
1: Appearances can be deceptive. So, Isaac, what brings you to the CES?
4: The rain stopped, so I thought it was safe to come looking for you. To, to see if you're all right. Oh, I'm fine, Isaac. Tickety-boo.
1: You managed to evade the villagers, then. You must run pretty fast.
4: Mm, It wasn't exactly hard. The villagers are dying, Doctor.
1: Dying? Are you sure?
4: Aye. After the rain stopped, there was this mist, like like a sea mist, just rolled in out of nowhere. The villagers started choking and collapsing. I managed to get to Dobson Skimmer and drove over here. I knew you'd arrived at the CES earlier and that you were affected by the rain, and I just thought, well, I hoped I could help. And you weren't worried that the mist would affect you in the
1: same way it did the villagers? You're not wearing an environmental protection suit, I see.
4: No. Well, I'm not one of them, am I? No, you're not. So, you're all right, then. Not uh, infected like... Not any more, and never as much as
1: the Daleks thought. It was touch and go in there for a while, but once I got the measure of the infection attacking my mind, I was able to
4: keep it at bay. Oh, mind over matter, eh? exactly. And uh, what about now?
1: The Dalek cells are dying. I'm becoming me again. You see, what the Daleks didn't know was that before they captured me, I used some of my own blood to develop a retrovirus, which I released into the atmosphere.
4: A retrovirus.
1: One that attacks the alien DNA, causing it to break down at an astonishing rate. I was rather hoping the villagers would recover once the invading organisms started to die off, but it seems they were too weak. That's nth generation clones for you. So,
4: what happens now?
1: Well, I rather think that depends on you, doesn't it? Me? Yes. After all, like Lizette, you are a Dalek servitor. My suspicion was confirmed as soon as I mentioned the Daleks by name and you didn't respond. I assume you were sent here to disperse the retrovirus.
4: Move away from the TARDIS doors, Doctor. Oh,
1: you're what? Zap me to death with that thing? I would have thought the Daleks would have given you a proper gun, something you could wave about with authority.
4: This is an electrostatic induction rod, Doctor. It carries a three million volt charge hot enough to fuse sand into glass.
1: I know what it is. I put it there earlier. I just popped back to pick it up, as a matter of fact. (laughs)
4: Listen, Isaac. You can fight against
1: the Serpentor implant. You must. Don't you want to be a free man again? Don't you want to
4: think for yourself? Oh, independent thought is irrelevant. I serve at the Daleks. And you're helping them do what? Destroy your home? Kill your friends?
1: Can't you see they're using you? You and Lizette? Our lives are unimportant. That's what that hateful little voice in your head is telling you. But it's not true, Isaac. You are important. You saved my life before the Daleks activated that implant in your cranium. You're a good man, a brave man.
4: Goodnesses. Unnecessary bravery. You love Lizette, don't you? All those years you've cared for her, looked after her. I uh Lizette.
1: Tell me why you came here, Isaac. To Stockbridge. Tell me about your wife, Lizette's mother. Why isn't she here with you? What happened to her?
4: We lived in one of the townships on Satellite 16 in the Hammer Nebula. I was a maintenance operative in a munitions plant, but I was off-sick. Long term, nerve damage, waiting in the queue for medical treatment we couldn't afford. Mary, my wife, had to work double shifts at the Citizenship Bureau. 15 hours a day, six days a week. One night. One night she was waiting at the station for the last shuttle home when. Go on. She was attacked, robbed. There were six of them, they threw her onto the tracks. Then the shuttle
1: came. I'm sorry came here for a better life with no idea that this idyllic place, this noble human endeavour was a trap underpinned by Dalek technology. The environment station, the stasis bubble, the cloning, all of that is well beyond this time period's technical capabilities.
4: Oh, I was never much a cop
1: science. It was the technology which allowed the Daleks to control you. The first time you and
4: Lizette cloned yourselves. Renewed ourselves, Doctor. We're not clones like the rest. There's a rejuvenation chamber on one of the hidden levels of this building. Secret government project. It was a stipulation of the contract. Every five years we underwent cell renewal. We were told to record the results. Only it
1: wasn't a secret government project at all, was it? It was a way of establishing a link with the dormant Dalek consciousness. A way of making you their servitors. Their
4: slaves. We we are... We're not slaves. It is... It's an honour to serve the Daleks. Fight it, Isaac. Think of Lizette.
1: Think of Miri. uh, Of how she died. Because that's what the Daleks do. They assault you without pity to get what they want. They rob you of hope. They wipe out love as if it were nothing. I... I can't. You can... You can, Isaac. Fight them. Drive them
4: out. No, I... I don't... No, please. I... The Daleks are supreme. You must obey. You will stand away from the environment console, Doctor. Yes, of course
1: I will. Though not before i done this. I'll
7: have that, I think.
1: I'm sorry, Isaac. I'm afraid the tables have been turned. What did you do? I temporarily reduced the resistance of the environment bubble by 50%. To put it simply... I let a little of the outside in.
4: Are you going to destroy me?
1: I'm not a Dalek, and neither are you. I think it might be best if you were to come with me. Where are we going? Oddly enough, we're going where you would have taken me.
4: Back to the Dalek base. After you, Isaac. There there is no escape for you, Doctor. I can hear the voices telling me, no, no escape. You're probably right, but one has to try. Doctor, you're all right. Never better, Nyssa. Sorry about earlier. I
1: don't know what came over me. How are you?
0: Fine, apart from being trapped inside a Dalek force field. Lizette's over there. She had some sort of fit and then collapsed. She's still breathing, I think, but her... Doctor, look out! Exterminate the doctor!
7: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isaac! Isaac!
1: Are
4: you all right? Just... just a glancing blow. I'll be fine. Doctor, I can't hear the voices anymore. The,
1: they're gone. The blast must have scrambled the circuit. Hold on, Isaac, hold on. You were foolish to return, Doctor. Yes, well, I came back for my friends, but of course you wouldn't understand that. Your compassion is a weakness. It will prove to be your downfall. Perhaps, but not today. You're all alone, Dalek. Your comrades are dead. Your plans are in ruins. I'm here to offer you a deal. Let my friends go, and I'll let you live. You would allow a Dalek to live? Why not? You can't go anywhere. There's no one left to kill. I will kill your friends
4: if you do not obey me, Doctor. Not if I kill you first. Isaac, no.
1: This isn't the way.
4: But this thing deserves to die. Look what it did to me, to Lizette,
1: to Stockbridge. I know, I know. Please give me the induction rod.
4: Oh, I'm useless. I had a chance to kill it.
7: And I failed. You didn't fail. Incorrect. Servitor Isaac Barclay did fail. Induction device is not a weapon. The electrical charge will not penetrate my casing. Mm, There's more than one way to skin a cat, you know. Your words are meaningless, and your weapon is ineffective. Whereas mine is not. was no need for that! He failed the Daleks! Failure is unacceptable! Now I will complete my mission! Using your TARDIS, we will travel back to the dawn of the Dalek Empire! With your knowledge, the Daleks will conquer all of time and space! Refusal to comply will result in the destruction of the female humanoids!
0: Well, there's only one choice, isn't there? Doctor?
1: Quite right, sir Only one choice.
0: No, Doctor. You can't help the Daleks.
1: Who said anything about helping them? This thing might not be powerful enough to penetrate Dalekanium, but it will make a lovely big hole in the ceiling.
7: (coughs) (coughs) Nissa,
0: I'm all right. Did it work?
7: Your action was futile, Doctor. Damage is Alert! Alert! Retro! Virus detect, detect! Detect!
1: What's the matter? Fog in your throat? What have you done to me? Given you a taste of your own medicine, what happened to those villagers is now happening to you. Cellular disruption
7: increasing you have destroyed me, Doctor.
1: I'm sorry, but you gave me no choice. Thank you, Lizette. Nice to see you up and about again.
3: It killed my... Dad. Oh, Dad. Dad, no.
1: I'm so sorry, Lizette.
0: Doctor, will you get me out of here?
1: Uh, Yes, of course. Thank you. One thing the Daleks will never understand. Emotional ties.
0: Lizette, I'm so sorry about your father. He was a brave man. Stand back, both of you. Lisette? Stand
1: back or I'll shoot. Lisette, the Daleks are dead. You don't have to obey them anymore.
3: They might be dead, Doctor, but that disgusting thing in my head isn't. Even now, I can feel it scrabbling inside my consciousness, trying to regain control. What are you doing? using the master link to set the environment manipulator to critical, causing the protective bubble over Stockbridge to disintegrate. Forget about earthquakes, Nissa. This should be much more spectacular. This is
1: madness, Lizette. Come with us.
3: And leave all this for another generation to stumble upon. No! It has to be annihilated, erased from history. Now go, both of you! We're not leaving you. Yes, you are! The Daleks have destroyed everything I ever cared about, Nissa. And I've still got their instincts inside me, the urge to hate and conquer and kill! This is the only way to eliminate all evidence of them. But we can help you! No, you cannot! Now I'm fighting the impulse not to pull this trigger, and I can barely suppress the hatred for him! The Doctor! The ultimate enemy
1: There's nothing we can do, Nessa. We've got to go now.
3: We can't just
0: leave her
1: like this. You must.
0: But no. won't no. No, you will be. It's
8: Lizette. Lizette.
1: She's gone.
0: It was the last of them. The last of Stockbridge.
1: Come on, Lysette.
0: I can't see you, Doctor.
1: I'm here. My it's gone swept away. All those lives, all that history.
0: I'm so sorry, Doctor. I know what it's like to see somewhere you love destroyed.
1: But it was my fault. If I hadn't been there... We
0: were cast adrift in time, remember? We didn't choose to be here, now.
1: Exactly. I should have realised, Nyssa, we were travelling forward in time when the time bubble was created, and so when it collapsed, time found a place for us at the last possible point in Stockbridge's future. Its destruction.
0: Remember what you're always telling me, that history is written, events are determined, you mustn't blame yourself.
1: Sweet smiling village, loveliest of the lawn, thy sports are fled and all thy charms withdrawn. Amidst thy bowers the tyrant's hand is seen, and desolation saddens all thy green.
0: That poem again. What is it?
1: Oliver Goldsmith, The Deserted Village. Let's go, Nissan.
0: To happier times and places?
1: Yes. To happier times and places.
9: I'm Barnaby Edwards, and I'm the director.
1: Ah, sweet, smiling village, loveliest of the lawn, thy sports are fled and all thy charms withdrawn.
0: Very nice, Doctor, but this is hardly the time for poetry.
9: I think it's the first time that we have had a sort of location-specific trilogy of stories, um, which are you know past present and future and i think the idea of tying them to stockbridge and indeed particularly the doctor's relationship to stockbridge and indeed nissa's relationship to stockbridge which is very key particularly to the finale of this story um i think has given it a a very interesting quality and the three stories have benefited hugely from being set in stockbridge uh, because it's about those characters small groups of characters and relationships and certainly, really, this story, the finale one, which has you know, teams the Doctor up with Barclay and Nyssa up with Lizette, is really just a series of two handers. And I think it's incredibly impressive that you, know, you can do that for a whole story. And the reason we can do that is because it's
10: set in Stockbridge. Hello, I'm Alan Barnes, and I was the script editor.
0: I know how fond of Stockbridge you are, but the sooner we find the TARDIS and leave, the better, as far as I'm concerned.
10: We wanted uh, a story set in Stockbridge of the future, and, and, you know, the big difficulty with that is that, uh, you know, Stockbridge, uh, Stockbridge is USP, is it's kind of, you know, the, the arches, you know, sort of frozen in Aspic. Um, uh, and I had the, the funny idea that, uh, you know, in the future, it would be, you know, the last surviving English village a sort of heritage centre, um, effectively, um, and and we could do something with that. So that's the idea I I gave Mark Morris.
4: Madam, uh, gentlemen, welcome to Stockbridge. I trust you had a pleasant flight? Mm, Nearly adequate. Hello,
11: I'm Mark Morris. I I pitched for a Dalek story um, probably a couple of years ago now, Um, and Alan liked my idea but went with somebody else's idea at the time but said he would kind of hold my idea in reserve. The main idea being um, Daleks and uh, zombies which are caused by rainwater. There's kind of something in the rainwater which, which turns people into zombies. Uh, and he liked that idea.
10: He said um, Big Finish had never really done a, a zombie story before. Mark had approached me oh, oh, a while back with a pitch involving sort of um, zombies and rain and stuff. Something totally, to- totally separate. Uh, and I think I sort of suggested um, why don't we bring zombies into a sort of future stop bridge uh, and uh, we ended up throwing in the Daleks as well.
11: Probably a year or two later, he came back to me and said, uh, we're doing the Stockbridge trilogy, and we'd quite like you to do the third one. Uh, I wondered if you could maybe use your your rain zombie idea.
10: Yeah, we wanted something quite, you know, very fast, um, quite aggressive, uh, perhaps a few horror notes, um, and um, the Daleks started coming into it as well. Just as he asked me, I'd actually just written a Torchwood novel, which was a, a zombie novel called
11: Bay of the Dead, So I was a little bit reluctant to do another zombie thing. I didn't want to become known as that zombie guy. Um, And so I suggested that we kind of use the rain idea, but maybe not make them into zombies, just maybe make them into kind of uh, the rain causes some sort of psychosis. Um, So we went with that idea. And then um, I was a little bit into the writing process, not too far into the writing process. I think possibly just at synopsis stage. When Alan said, uh, "Do you fancy putting the Daleks in?" So it was—it was basically going back to the original idea. So, um, so I had those those kind of three things: the rain zombies, the Daleks, and Stockbridge, uh, and Stockbridge in the future, I should say. So I just kind of, you know,
9: concocted the story out of that, really. got I think the challenge really in directing this one is because. Basically, all hell breaks loose at the end of episode one and continues for episodes two, three, and four. Uh, it's trying to create a sort of neat ups and downs, peaks and troughs flow to those other episodes because once you get the zombies and then you get the Daleks added to them, uh, only, you, know, you can't take it up to 11. <laughs> you, have to, you have to sort of pace yourself and you, know, you can't constantly have actors out of breath. So it's really the action sequences. It's the most action-packed of the three stories Um, and that's a different kind of directing technique and a different kind of acting technique, so I have to sort of keep in my head the pacing that I want the actors to do I was uh, originally kind of
11: quite daunted by the fact that I was writing for the Daleks, quite excited, Um, I didn't want to do them down, obviously I wanted to to write something that would be as good as as some of the other you know, the good Dalek stories in the past Um, and I actually found them, when I actually wrote them, I I did find them quite hard to write for um I know Nick Nick Briggs is always saying that the Daleks are easy to write for, but I, I just find because they've got so much history and because their language is so kind of formalised, um, and and you don't want to you don't want to just kind of rehash old Dalek lines all the time. So what you're trying to do is get them to say new things, but to say it in a Daleky
7: way. Do not moan.
0: Why here? Why Stockbridge? Hello, my name's Sarah Sutton, and I play Nissa.
5: You recognise this creature?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. Lyssa and the Daleks this time. Oh, am I a fan of the Daleks? Can you be a fan of the Daleks? I'm not sure Unless you're a particularly bad person. It's great because um I didn't get to do a Dalek story when um I was on the show. I missed it by one or two stories. I was very upset about that. Um, And I've done uh, a big Finnish uh, Dalek story, so this is my, my second one, and... Um, Yes,
1: it's it's great. Here we are. Look, Missa. There's even a tea tent. I'll treat you to a macaroon.
0: This is the uh, the last of three of the uh, the Stockbridge trilogy, and uh, I really like the idea that we we have this place, Stockbridge, which I have this picture of it in my head. So I think it's really good. It anchors the three stories really nicely. That there's this continuity running through the three stories of a place that everyone can imagine in their minds, and they all everyone will be able to picture a place their own stockbridge
1: uh, i'm peter davison i play doctor number 5
4: there's no way like stockbridge in the entire universe and it would be an absolute unparalleled tragedy if we were to lose it i quite agree
1: as usual it's a voyage of discovery for me no, It's fun though it's actually it, it, it's it's um it's it's kind of interesting and it it, it reflects i think it's, it's all based on this uh, um comic book th- which i didn't even know about until last week but i went out and bought it <laughs> so. I'm finding out more about it Um, it's uh, no it's it's interesting it's interesting we've got some great people in the stories as well
11: to research the Stockbridge story um, I actually uh, fished out my old Doctor Who uh, Doctor Who magazines from the 1980s I mean I'd read The Tides of Time before I'd read Stars Fall on Stockbridge and the Stockbridge Horror so those are the three that I really kind of focused on Um, uh, and I just I just read them all but through again made notes um, mainly about locations about people's names um, uh, you know, the name of the pub and all that kind of thing.
9: One of the great sort of things about this story is it had two great characters. So it's got a lot of great characters. but had two great main ones one of which teams up with the Doctor, one of which teams up with Nyssa. Um, and uh, the one who teams up with the Doctor is Barclay, who is a sort of a great salt of the earth Yorkshireman. Everyone knows him from, uh, every Doctor Who knows him from his appearance in Enlightenment. You know, he has been in everything for the last 30, 40 years. And he's a very funny man.
4: Uh, my name is Isaac Barclay and I'm the coordinator here at the Stockbridge Heritage Experience. As you know, Stockbridge is one of the only three such remaining sites in the entire Northern Hemisphere. Uh, Keith Barron, Isaac Barclay. Ah. <clears throat> How do I look? like an oven-ready chicken. Well, let's hope our friends
1: out there aren't partial to a roast dinner.
4: I think this script is very good. I think it's very, very good writing. Plus, in a way, uh, I suppose it's a kind of rebirth, as far as I'm concerned, of Doctor Who. Uh, But I think it's very, very well written. And it's most interesting to see uh, kind of what a big number it is here um, to do with Doctor Who. I had no idea... How many episodes have been uh, recorded?
11: For want of an old-fashioned word, that's what I think about it. It's very good to be here with the with the bluff Englishman Isaac. I was actually thinking of Keith Barron as I was writing it, so for him to then later be cast was fantastic. You know, I was I was delighted that um, that Keith was cast, and and it's he's been a you know I've been a big fan of his work for a long time since probably since. The Nigel Barton plays, the Dennis Potter plays in the 60s, which I've got on DVD. And so it was great to, to kind of to meet him and to hear him deliver the lines.
4: Years ago, I did do uh, an episode on TV with uh, Peter called Enlightenment, uh, which I enjoyed. It's, it's a long time ago, I can't remember too much about it, but I, I have been quite thrilled along the way because I do get a lot of letters from Enlightenment fans, would I sign this, I, what did I think of this, how did I do that, um, and all the rest of it. And uh, so when I was asked to do this, it was really nice, A, to see Peter Davidson again, and B, to be involved um, with Doctor Who again. Uh, Keith Barron, uh,
1: uh, um, who, who's in this particular story, was in uh, Enlightenment many years ago, and that was a remounted version of Enlightenment, actually. First of all, he wasn't doing it. was Peter Salis originally. Uh, and then we had to—we had to we was hit by a BBC strike, and we had to remount it. And, um, and Keith came in and d- did it, and he was fantastic. He's a terrific actor, I think. I always like—I always liked, I've always liked uh, um, his work, and he was great, I think, in that. In the he had—he had a kind of uh, a very tenuous grasp on actually what was going on, but he instinctively was doing it absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> I think possibly science fiction is not his genre. Um, <laughs> but he was, uh, he, was, he was terrific, and he's very funny.
4: My first job was on The Avengers, would you believe? I only had one line, but I still get a bit of a check from Zambia for it. Uh, I think it's very encouraging that something uh, like Doctor Who has been given this enormous uh, rebirth. Uh, I think it's fascinating, I think it's interesting... I think it's very good, particularly from a period of nothing happening about Doctor Who. But this rebirth, I think, is very exciting. And I'm very pleased to be part of it in a different way. Sorry, I'm being sick. Tell me again what you've done, Doctor. It's quite simple, really. I've rerouted the electromagnetic resonance
1: recorder and fed it back through the atmospheric motion sensors. Uh right.
9: And, of course, the other main guest star uh, is we've got Lisa Tarbuck to play Lisette. Uh, and again, I've heard nothing but brilliant things about Lisa from so many people. She was in The Infinite Quest, and I know a lot of other people who've worked with her. Uh, and sometimes, you know, you hear this about people, and it doesn't quite turn out to be true. But with Lisa, it did turn out to be true in spades. She is amazing to work with, incredibly professional, a lot of fun, and uh, can do immensely versatile things with her voice she does tiny tiny subtle things that she's doing in this a very very sort of mature and uh, interesting and quirky performance i think she's she's brilliant and i would uh, again happily work with her forever <laughs>
3: hello i'm lisa tarbuck and i'm playing the part of Lizette barclay maybe we ought to introduce ourselves before we start peppering you with questions i'm Lizette barclay and this is my dad isaac but you probably know that already.
1: We know a great deal less than you might think, Miss Buckley. We've been um, thrown in at the deep end, you might say.
3: I think it's always exciting to do something that has meant so much to you as a youth and continues to mean so much as well. I um, missed out of being in the BBC production because I was doing another job at one point, but um, these character certainly sate me for the time being hello everyone before we start i need to confirm a few particulars it's an interesting part Lisette, because um to all intents and purposes she's there as a tour guide and clearly devoted to her dad um and then this fabulous adventure happens to i mean i'm saying it's fabulous i'm sure she as lizette she wouldn't think it was fabulous would she but quite exciting to end up as I do.
0: This has been a great uh, trilogy to do because we, we've recorded them one back, backed up against the other, so we've had uh, a nice time together. And each story's had fantastic guest artists and, and brilliant people. Again, this time it's been wonderful working um, with Lisa Tarbuck, because uh, Nissa and Lizette had quite a few scenes together. So um, we've uh, we had a great time. It was it was really good.
7: Don't just stand
0: there. Of course, I, I... Lizette, Don't. What? I think it's the rain it's
3: something in the rain but that's impossible the rain inside the bubble is perfectly safe
5: evidence would suggest otherwise
3: when I was a kid I mean uh, you know we didn't have anything like the, the Daleks on television so when they came along it was terrifying and the idea that there was some sort of leather handbag inside them and that they exterminated people and uh, I mean it, it was behind the couch telly for us um, although my big nightmare when i was a kid if i fell into a nightmare state it would always be about the yetis which um which always looked like a fur coat that my mother had then but obviously is banned from wearing and for 20 years odd but uh, yes it was it was the yetis that did it for me it really terrified me they'd always be appearing on um green trampolines jumping <laughs> jumping around i don't know what that's about but yeah i i had a recurring yeti dream for i'd say about six years so I must have been really young when I saw them, because I'm actually only 21. Don't suppose you'd like to come along, would you, Nyssa? See the set-up? I could do with the moral support. I did do a cartoon version with Mr Tennant at some point, who I've met a few times over over my career, um, which was actually pain-free and, and really good fun. Um, I was a pirate, I think I seem to remember in that one. Went a little over the top initially and then got... You've got to start somewhere, haven't
11: you? To have Lisa, as uh, as Lisette is really kind of the icing on the cake. I mean, she's, a, she's an actress that I've liked for a long time. She's got a real warmth to her. Um, I remember watching and, and loving Linda Green. Um, so, yes, I mean, again, I think we've had a fantastic cast for this one. I'm Barry McCarthy, and I'm playing Vincent Linfoot.
6: Linfoot, 1872, aged 56 years. Oh, this is wonderful, wonderful. Where, where, where's my camera? <laughs> Vincent and his wife... Are on a on a trip back to the place where his ancestors come from, and uh, Vincent is a is a sweet old gentleman, a rather shy individual, whose wife is completely the opposite. She's rather overbearing and gives Vincent a hard time, but he seems to be pretty much water off a duck's back to him. Uh, but other people get quite upset on his behalf, which is rather sweet. But he's nice, nice, nice old man. But things go wrong.
10: <laughs> <laughs> well, we we're pretty confident the trilogy thing was going to work because we sort of, you know, obviously we we trialled it a little bit with the the Brewster stories um, uh, in the previous year, and obviously we've had the ongoing um, Charlie Dot stuff. But I I think it's worked pretty well. I mean, we'll continue to evaluate it, obviously, uh, and 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 what what our listeners think is always pretty important. But I think it's it's um it's been great, actually. I think it's um you know when you're doing just doing isolated sort of random releases, plonk here and there there's there's you, you don't get much momentum built up between the stories um because any anything any excitement you do begin to generate just sort of drops off you know the next month and you're distracted essentially by doing other things um and I think it's interesting how i mean the stopbridge trilogy is is quite structured in the in that each story literally knocks into the the next um in for example the seventh daughter stories that we did this year you know the um uh the, you're very much following the continuity of the characters and, and just, you know, the sort of a dynamic between the, chari- the, the the regular characters especially that was evolving you know, before your very eyes um, and, you know, that will continue um, as anyone who's heard Angela Skitari Sc- will know, that will continue at some point in the future uh, <laughs> very soon in fact you know, next year. Uh, yes, I think it's worked really, really well for us um, uh, you know, there's, there's a sort of little mini-season approach Um and you know, obviously, sort of, you recognise this. Uh, you know, the downside is that you know you can't necessarily do everyone's favourite Doctor and companion team all the time. But um, hopefully, we're still telling really com- compelling and interesting stories, and that's that's the that's the primary focus. That's that's what it's all about, really. Um, I don't think we necessarily would be getting that if we were just you know just doing you know random odds and sods from here, there, and everywhere. Um, you know, the the purpose of what we do. Uh, to my mind, is very much to to progress Doctor Who and to move it on, not just sort of fill in holes here and there, or just have a, a random, safe, little nostalgia trip. I think you have to you have to forge onwards, and that's that's something that the, the little the, the three part miniseries format enables us to do very strongly and very well.
1: I've always had a great fondness for Daleks. I remember when I was when I was young, there was an exhibition in my lo- the local town. Uh, of Daleks, uh, uh, and um, I remember thinking when I went along, oddly, you have this kind of idea, or I did at least that the Daleks are about four feet tall, or something like that you know they 're actually smaller than they are they 're very imposing uh, um, um, in enemies, and they move m- very quickly indeed, I think they 're one of the most terrifying to see them move about is one of the most terrifying things actually when you 're there. Far more than, you know, other and uh, uh, monsters or enemies that, that I, I came across in my time as the Doctor. So, yeah, I think they're pretty, you know... They have something about them. You know, when you make them, the Doctor Who stories, you make them in a haze of confusion. And very often it's coloured by the experience you have uh, in the process of making them can, can put you off the stories a bit, you, you know. Um, so, and when you watch them... You know, especially this time, as the years have gone by, I think you're a little kinder to them. I'm a little kinder about my own doctor, and I think that's maybe coloured by um, the fact that at the time I felt too young to do it, I think. I, or I felt out of place in terms of the other doctors. Now, of course with the new series you know i don't feel a young doctor is out of place at all a young doctor is kind of nothing to be so when i look back at the old ones i think i'm less kind of i feel i feel almost like a, pre, a forerunner <laughs> of of the modern series rather than out of place in the old series
0: you ready nissa yes Doctor, Mr Barkley.
4: See you later, Miss. Yes, have
0: fun. I'm split up quite a bit from the Doctor in this story. We separate quite early on in the story and he goes off on, on his little quest and I go off on mine. Once again, actually, that's been great for Nyssa because she's, she's had to think on her feet. She hasn't been able to rely on the Doctor. And she's come up with her own plans and her own ideas and she's been very strong again in this story. It's another good strongness of story. Peter, Peter quite likes it because it he gets a bit of a break at some point. If we're in all the scenes together it means we're working all the time so uh, he, he's managed to have some time off which he's quite enjoyed.
11: I think the reason Stockbridge has remained popular is because well it's, it's kind of started out in the it was when Peter Davison first became the Doctor so he was first the Doctor on TV and the first Stockbridge story was, um, was in the comics at that time and also that particular story, The Tides of Time has become a real classic a real kind of classic um Doctor Who comic strip um and i remember at the time f- thinking it was a fantastic story and i think i mean it's Stockbridge it's kind of it's that sort of idealistic middle england you know cricket on the green um tea shops and you know all that kind of thing which which we we tend to like it's always it always seems to be summer as well it's always summer in stockbridge and you know birds are chirping and all that kind of thing so I think I think that's the reason Stockbridge has become, um, has remained very popular, and also that, that kind of Doctor seemed to fit in with it with his kind of Edwardian cricketer image and everything, seems to fit in with that very kind of English summer cricket-on-the-green type image.
1: So what is
0: going on here, Doctor?
1: Well, a cricket match, for one thing, a little early in the year, perhaps, but a surer sign of civilization would be impossible to find. Come along, Nissa. The village green is this way.
0: Every story that you present seems to throw up something new, and every time Nissa seems to get a slightly bigger bite at the cherry and and she's showing a different side of her The journey has not ended here for his spirit claimed by Deathknell's chime lies waiting still To
1: cross once more a sea of stars and sail the tides of time